You're listening to James H. for Life, Episode 8. Can I buy life insurance if I smoke weed? Thanks for tuning in today. You're listening to James H. for Life. And I wanted to uh, address uh, maybe a little bit of a hot-button topic with regards to life insurance, especially in today's current climate. Um, Can you buy life insurance if you smoke pot or marijuana or whatever you want to call it? Um, (laughs) You know, the interesting thing, I mean, the short answer, first off, the short answer is yes, you can. Um, You know, marijuana is is not a drug that will knock you out of your eligibility for life insurance, okay? Um, However, at the present time, um, it doesn't give you the best rates that are available by and by well most companies out there and I'm going to get into a little bit why. So let's get into it a bit. First and foremost, um at the present time according to the dea.gov, um you know, marijuana is listed as a schedule 1 narcotic. Um, schedule one, I'm no law expert, but I sat on a grand jury one, so I know a little something and I know how to look up stuff on the internet. So uh, schedule one narcotics are typically, you know, some of the worst of the worst, you know, with respect to either side effects on you or, um, uh, legal consequences for whatever the for whatever the reasoning. Now, no, I don't know why it's called a Schedule One narcotic. And yes, for everybody out there listening who might be a pro pot uh, type of uh, thinker, look, I'm not here to debate you. I'm not here to say pot's good for you, bad for you, this, that, and the other. You have your opinion. I have mine, and it, none of it matters really. I mean, we're talking about life insurance here. Here's what matters. Well, what what do um, the studies and what do life insurance companies say about it? That I can comment on. So here here's the deal. Um, with there being such controversy over whether or not marijuana is good or bad for you, um, I thought I would go to an underwriter and uh, and directly get their input. So I, so I asked one of my underwriters one day. Um, I said, "Listen, you know, here's the deal." There's a lot of people who will say that marijuana is it's not bad for you. It's 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 quote unquote harmless. So why in the world do we charge an extra rating for people who smoke marijuana? Why why do we give them the smoker rating? Because it, typically, a lot of times, when a life insurance company knows that you smoke marijuana, um, it's not uncommon that you will be offered the smoker class rating, whether it be preferred or standard. Even if you don't have anything else physically wrong with you, medically wrong with you, everything else checks out. Um, With a lot of companies out there, just the fact that you smoke um, can warrant them putting the smoker class rating on you, which, you know, adversely affects your premium. And it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be uh, unaffordable. Um, However, it does make a negative impact. So I, uh, I asked the underwriter, I said, okay, why is that? What she had mentioned to me was, you know, because marijuana it has only started becoming legal in a few spots in the United States to date, um, there really haven't been any mortality studies done that are favorable for marijuana. Uh, meaning this, so 
a life insurance company, they're really not prejudiced uh, with respect to illnesses and stuff. They go by what the data says. You know, insurance, regardless of the type, is run on big data. And when I mean big data, I mean huge data. I mean, they have hundreds or thousands of studies upon studies upon studies and statistics um, to basically find a common trend or what they should expect as the norm, um, you know, with any given thing. For example, uh, with, with regards to life insurance, to date at least, they haven't had any mortality studies that are favorable for um, for people who smoke marijuana, therefore, they can't say, oh, well, let's give them the best rate that's available. They're going to find a way to charge an extra rating, and in this case, most companies choose to go the route of a smoker rating of some sort. And, um, you know, just because it's so new, there aren't any studies out there that show that it's good for you or it doesn't affect you and so on and so forth. It's just, it's too untested. So a lot of companies will put a smoker class rating on you, but you're still very insurable. So that's the good news. You're, you are very insurable, but you're typically going to have the smoker class rating. Now, can that change? Yeah, it can. I mean, as, as marijuana becomes legal in more places across the United States, um, you know, as, as more studies are done, if the studies prove to come out more favorable, then companies will adjust because they'll say, okay, this isn't so risky, let's adjust our prices accordingly. And so they will. So, I mean, that's, that's the life insurance um, company's perspective on things. You know, they're, they're only going by the mortality studies. They're not going by the studies that say it's bad for you, good for you, or anything like that. They're going by, okay, how many people die that consistently smoke marijuana? What does, what is their life expectancy like? Is it the average? Is it better than the average? Or is it worse than the average? And as of right now, it's not favorable for those who smoke weed. And that's just all there is to it. You may or may not agree with that. You may think that's stupid. Um, and maybe you're right. Maybe it is stupid. Maybe they just, you know, have it have it backwards. But as of right now, they don't have enough data to change their minds. And I mean, rightfully so. I mean, consider this. The companies are putting hundreds of thousands of dollars on your life you know, on the lives of many people across, you know, the country that want life insurance through them. If they get it wrong, okay, can, you have to understand this. I know that everybody thinks life insurance companies have an endless supply of money and they're always out to rob you and things like that. Not true. Here's the deal. With the life insurance companies, if they get it wrong on their rating – and too many people start dying on contracts that they agreed to take out on and um, they're not receiving enough premium to compensate, then one of a couple things happens. Number one, on every new policy written, 
the price has to either go a lot higher for that particular medical condition. Let's just say in this instance, smoking weed or it could be anything. It doesn't have to just be weed. They have to either dramatically increase what they charge people in that particular category or if it's too great of a mistake, the life insurance company goes underwater and because they pay out too many claims and they can't be rescued. They can't recover and so they founder. So that's why they're going to be very slow moving when it comes to making any changes for the good or the bad. They, they need to have a lot of data to be as absolutely positive as they can be that they're not going to open their company up to potential bankruptcy because they pay out in too many claims. And then not only will that affect the policies in that particular category, but that just threw every other contract at risk of default. No corporation wants that. No consumer wants that. So they're definitely going to take their time when they come to evaluating all of this. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. There's a few other things uh, that I'd like to go over uh, with regards to smoking marijuana, how it affects your uh, rate, and really what what should you do You know, if you currently do smoke marijuana with regards to when you do your application or considering insurance, things of that nature. Um, you know, I do want to take some time just to go over that um, because you can get insurance, so you should know how to. But before we go over that, uh, we just have a quick break, and then we'll be back to address that. You're listening to James H. for Life. You're listening to James H. for Life. Welcome back. appreciate you guys hanging in there with us. Um, today we're discussing... So you smoke marijuana, can you still get life insurance? And the answer to that is yes. And we discussed a little bit in in the first half of our podcast today, well, what exactly is the life insurance company's view on things? Why do they treat um, you know pot smokers the way that they do, even if you feel that marijuana isn't bad for you? Um, and there's a bunch of information out there, but just to kind of clarify from an industry perspective why many companies treat it uh, with a smoker class rating of some form uh, the way that they do. We also clarified that can that change in the future? It absolutely can, but it's completely contingent upon um, what kind of mortality studies uh, come out for. If they come out in the next 10 years or so, 20 years, whatever the case may be, um, and they find that you know, on a large scale, uh, people who smoke marijuana have the same life expectancy as anybody else, then many companies, if not all, will adjust their rates accordingly. Uh, if it goes the other way, then again, they'll adjust their rates accordingly. So let's take a couple things into consideration. So number one, um, for those of you smoking marijuana, uh, whether it's once a week, once a month, once a year, or every day, um, I want to go through just some things that you should know and be prepared for when you go to apply for life insurance. So the first is, you know, should you even admit that you smoke marijuana? And the answer to that is a resounding yes. Here's why. So number one, just get the accurate quote from the beginning. Don't try and sideswipe the company and lie. Uh, the reason being for that is one, that can be considered fraud and if you're found to have been fraudulent on your application and then you die, uh, 
it just opens the door for the company to potentially not pay the death claim. Don't do that. That's just silly. You know, just, you know, be honest, you know, be honest with your agent and have your agent be honest with you and just, just do that. I mean, this is definitely an instance where honesty is always the best policy. Uh, The other thing is, is when they do the blood test, if they find, you know, marijuana in your system, they're going to make you fill out a drug question, a drug and alcohol questionnaire of some sort. And some companies, they may, they might still consider you. Other companies, you know, they could be like, oh, well, what else is he hiding? See, it's a question of credibility. You know, when you're up front with the, with the company, they're way more likely to, one, approve you, two, possibly maybe give you a better rate than maybe what you would have qualified for. Now, the second isn't the most common thing, but the first is, you know, if they know, if you tell them up front, yeah, I smoke pot, I do it about once or th- twice a week or something like that, um, you know, and I, and I have been and no, I'm not going to stop, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're just up front with them about it. They're not going to send you to the cops, they don't care. You know, they're all about just writing a deal with you. So they're not sending you to the cops and they'll give you the accurate rating. And then when it shows up in your system, they're not surprised and they know that you're being honest and you're a credible person. So they're going to be way more apt to actually write that contract for you. So always admit that you smoke so you get the accurate rating and everything is just clean going into it. Um, Moving forward, so let's just say, you know, you bought life insurance and you were smoking weed when you bought it. Let's just say it's a couple years down the road and you decided to stop. You don't smoke anything anymore and it's been at least a year. Well, here's what you can do. Interesting thing. You can actually call up your life insurance company or agent if they're still around and um, you can request... Uh, to be put back through underwriting to try and get a better rate class. Um, A lot of times it's called a rate class reconsideration. And, you know, you'd fill out a contract change form, um, submit it to the company, and then they'll put you right through full medical underwriting again, just like before. You may not have to do the phone interview, but you'll have to go through at least the full physical blood, blood and urine makeup, all that stuff, and test everything. And if you come out that you're better... Um, it's possible to get that smoker rating taken off and, you know, they'll immediately adjust your price for the better moving forward. So that's, that's a nice thing that you can do. And most agents don't tell their clients that, and most companies will do that. Um, but agents don't tell their clients that just because it's nothing but paperwork for us. We don't get paid on it and it takes up time from us writing deals that will pay us. So we're not always the most forthright in uh, bringing that up to people. I am when it when it's uh, warranted, you know, if there's a smoker class rating or if, you know, someone got a, a table rating because of height and weight, you know, and everything else is good, then fine. Now, just a note on that. Just because you quit smoking marijuana does not mean you automatically qualify for the better rate class. Everything else has to line up, height, weight, blood pressure, all of your levels. I mean, everything. You can't have had any major medical problems since the policy was originally written. Nothing new can have occurred. Basically, you have to be in total better condition, total better health compared to when the policy was originally written. So just just take that for what it is. You know, Keep that in the back of your mind. I don't want anybody going into it saying, oh, well, 
I listened to James H. for Life, and he said that I automatically get it. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is you have the opportunity to get the smoker class rating taken off and possibly just get a better overall rate if everything else is good. So you have that hope for a better rate, you know, moving forward if you do quit. Now, if you don't quit, well, then, okay, you don't quit. Rate stays the same. Big deal. Now, the final thing, and this is an interesting uh, area, is, well, what if you are using marijuana for medical purposes? Like, you have a prescription and everything, Um, you know, I mean, think about this. I mean, many people listening to this will know already that uh, medical marijuana has been shown to be effective treatment for chronic pain, nausea, seizures, inflammation, stress, anxiety, spasms, and so on and so forth. So what if a doctor prescribed you, um, you know, medical marijuana, um, you know, to treat a chronic condition? You know, well, what about then? Am I still going to get the smoker class rating? The answer to that right now is maybe. Um, you know, when when you can prove that it's for medical usage and not recreate recreational usage, um, some companies I don't know which ones at the moment. I mean, there's literally hundreds of them out there. I don't have them all memorized, but some companies may or may not give you the. Um, uh, the smoker class rating for that. Now, depending on what exactly you're being treated for, you know, that illness in and of itself can add an extra rating, you know, whether you smoked marijuana or not, um, you know, independent of the pot, you know, your your chronic condition could warrant an extra rating by itself. Uh, they may or may not put a smoker class rating on if you for if all you do is smoke marijuana, uh, as prescribed, and you can show proof that it's it's a medical um, prescription. Uh, that depends on the state. That depends on the circumstance. That depends on the company. It's there's too many variables for me to say a definite yes or no. Um, it really depends on the company and the situation. Um, so with that, uh, that's that's pretty much it with regards to uh, things that you should consider. So what do we do moving forward? So just remember this. Look, it doesn't matter if you smoke pot or not, man. If you have a family and you have people that depend on you um, and you have people that are go- that would experience a financial loss if you were to die tomorrow, you need to get life insurance. I mean, it's the responsible thing to do. It's the ethical thing to do to make sure you take care of your family. Do we want you to die? No. I mean, business side of things, you know, put away for a moment. Just in uh, speaking purely human, no, nobody wants you to die. But the reality of life says that people die every single day. People die all the time who we would say they died too young. They left us too young. They were taken from us too young. Don't let that be you and you not have purchased life insurance when you had the opportunity to. Because now you know if you're a pot smoker, you can still qualify. You know what to expect in many instances. So please get yourself covered. Get the coverage that, you know, you can afford. And worst case scenario, you know, if you're not using marijuana to treat a chronic medical condition, I would say... 
if you can't afford it with the rate that you're at as a marijuana smoker, then quit smoking and get your family protected. I mean, it's you do not want to be that person who dies and didn't leave your family anything. You might say, oh, well, I'm not going to be here, so what do I care? Well, picture in your mind for a moment your spouse, your children, whomever, you know, losing you sudden, suddenly and there was no financial provision for you, for them. And most families literally can't afford the cost of losing a wage earner or a parent. I mean, that's just a statistic. You know, right now, most families are two-income family households. You die, somebody's going to be hurting and not just emotionally. So I, I implore you, you know, please... Regardless of your situation, talk to a licensed agent, talk to a knowledgeable agent, and get yourself and your family covered. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I really appreciate my audience. I appreciate those uh, who take the time to listen to me, um, you know, just on any topic that we bring out. If you have a suggestion or a request for a specific topic, Um, that has to do with life, disability, or long-term care insurance that you would like me to address, please email me at jamesh4life at gmail.com. And again, if, uh, if you'd like some more information for life insurance coverage for yourself, uh, or disability or long-term care, um, please either fill out the form that might be attached to this blog, or you can, of course, email me at jamesh4life at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to James H. for Life, your premier podcast for all things life, disability, and long-term care insurance related.